0: What's up, TRB fans? Before we get started on today's episode, I want to talk to you about Star Wars Card Trader by Topps Digital Collectibles app. Collect and trade digital collectibles, including exclusive Mandalorian episodic content. Download the app and relive every moment from the new Disney Plus series, as well as the entire Star Wars saga, including the upcoming Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker on your quest to collect your favorite heroes, villains, weapons, spacecraft, and more. Star Wars Card Trader will be launching this week and with a fresh brand new design, which will include a new user experience, new features like Workbench, which is a collectible trade-in function, revamped trading flow, and much more. Users can also expect brand new sets, including an upcoming Kylo Ren-inspired set, aptly titled, I'll show you the dark side. Download Star Wars Card Trader for free in the iTunes App Store or Google Play Store. If you're to this broadcast...
1: Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. I'm John. How are you today? The base is open. Thank you so much for joining us. James and Lacey, as always, are with me. But we are also joined by a special guest from across the pond. He is from Phantatracks, also known from Star Wars Insider, StarWars.com, Star Wars Celebration. Anything with Star Wars in it, I think. <laughs> it is Mark Newbold. Mark, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Good morning. Because uh, I'm in the future, so it's it's not... <laughs> It's not where I'm not where you are. I'm somewhere else. But yes, yes. Hello, everyone. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, how, how is the future in uh, in your in your world?
2: Warming up because I've just put the heating on. But as I just said earlier, I've got a cup of tea, so I'm happy. So cheers. Very good. Perfect. Very good. <laughs> nice.
1: All right. Uh, so, guys, everyone. Uh, Mark, are you getting into Disney Plus? What's the deal over there? I don't know if you can no. reveal too much about your uh, approach to it,
2: but <laughs> that's a. Sort of way of putting it. Uh, I, um, I, uh, no, we, we haven't got Disney Plus yet. Uh, yes. our friends in Holland do, they're the nearest to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get it 31st of March, according to one called Bob Iger. So, right. uh, yeah, so we're <laughs> watching right. with, with envious eyes from, from many miles away. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. But yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks really good.
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, James and Lacey, you guys are, are loving <laughs> Disney Plus in general. We, we, we talked off air. I mean, I know you do, but, uh, You guys are digging it so far, I assume?
0: Yeah, for me, uh, I knew, like, as soon as I watched Mandalorian, like, 17 times, just kidding, like, three, maybe, (laughs) um, I went to, uh, we had to record the podcast and do the Amanda Fan Show and all that other stuff, Uh, but uh, I think right as soon as I was, I had a free moment, I think me and my wife and uh, my son all watched Lady and the Tramp, which was the dog movie. Bennett really wanted to watch the dog movie. How
1: was the spaghetti scene, the famous...
0: You know what's scene. actually funny is I went into the movie thinking it was going to be like I, I'm not going to remember any of this just getting there. And then there was actually a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, yeah, this is like a, 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 a yeah, I remember this. Like the, I totally forgot about the Siamese cats. Oh, right. the worst. oh right. I forgot about when they're Ugh. in the pound and she's like, yeah, he's a tramp, but we love him. I'm like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> like I just totally forgot all this except for the spaghetti scene. So yeah,
1: there you go. Lacey, what do you what are you getting into on Disney Plus besides The Mandalorian? Of course,
3: I've only watched The Mandalorian like three or four times, and mm-hmm. then I watched The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Oh wow, you didn't you didn't go for the
1: Haley Mills classic? You went for the Lindsay Lohan one.
3: The Lindsay Lohan one is the classic. Yeah. Also, I realized so I don't know if you guys ever have this where you watch something from your childhood and you realize that's where you got it something from. Like you're like, yeah. oh, I got that phrase. She says mind-boggling in it as the British one, she's like, Moin Bogling. And I was like, that's where I got that from. That's why I say that all the time.
1: Wait, Lacey, are (laughs) you telling me you don't know that there's a parent trap from like the 60s?
3: No, I do. I just don't care. Oh,
2: all
0: right. (laughs) Because it's not Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) All right, all right. Get out. Get out. Um, Okay. (laughs) Mark, what do you think will be your first watch on Disney Plus? Maybe, I mean, I would assume maybe you catch up on Mandalorian and whatnot, but...
2: Um... Uh, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm going to swing towards the Star Wars stuff, just to be nosy. But I think it's probably going to be something a bit left of centre, probably gargoyles or something like that. Because I remember seeing nice. that years ago, and everyone's talking about gargoyles. I'm a Star Trek fan as well, so oh, yeah. Franks, Franks and Dawn and Curtis were in it. So I'll probably, I'll probably pick that as my first. Little run to then, of course, the original 1960s version of the parent trap, which is the best by far. So, <laughs> right. I right. was really hoping you were going to say,
3: and then parent trap with Lindsay <laughs> Lohan.
2: Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> no, the no, mind boggles. Sorry. a lot of
1: people, <laughs> it's funny, uh, you know, at work, and a lot of people have been bringing up gargoyles, so that's that's like mm. the hot item that I did not, I wouldn't have expected. Um, but I'm hearing it everywhere, so maybe mm. I'll, I'll have to dig back into that. But, um, Mark, before we get going, is there anything uh, that you have going on that you want to? plug that uh, our listeners or viewers would want to check out anything like that going on
2: um nothing specifically other than if you're not already checking out Panther tracks uh give it a go because sure. um we're we've you know foot to the floor at the moment with news and there's plenty yeah. of it so uh, right. we're, we're going full tilt to try and cover as much as we can yeah. um so now don't other than just uh, head head to Panther tracks uh or if you're in the area uh, the south of England on the 30th of November, 1st of December, always come down the farthest from at, in Fordham Bridge. We have an mm-hmm. event down there, a vintage event, uh vintage event on the Sunday, and then a family fun day on the f- Saturday, which we have called Fanther Day for about the past five runnings of the event. So if you want to wow. get on Panther Day for a bit of fun, you can always good. do that. But apart from that, though, no, just head to Panther Tracks and pick up some news there if you can. And how long
1: have uh, how long has Fanther Tracks been going now?
2: Uh, just over two years, so nice. um, Congrats, yeah, unbelievably man. already. I can't believe yeah. it's two years already. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we went over. I think last month we went over ten thousand posts on the site already in like less, than, less than two years. So, great yeah. job,
0: man. C- Congrats the
2: Streets. Thank you. Yeah. Right.
1: All right. Well, now it's time to hop into our segment. Uh, James is going to run us through. It's called One with the Force. And if you're new to the podcast, there's a reason why we use the term One. And James will hit you up with that right now. James, what's up?
0: The Force is with me, and I'm one with the Force. Will the Force. Oh, no, one with the Force. Every week. All right, all right, all right. Every week. Yeah, we haven't (laughs) done this in a while. Um, So will always starts with will. The questions that start with the word will. One with the Force is actually a segment where we are asked a question, and we have to pick only one answer. So we've... Read these through, we've thought about the good ones, and we're going to get started. Uh, The first question we got this week is, if you could interview one Star Wars actor that has passed away, sadly, who would it be? Mark, we're starting off with you on this one.
2: Uh, Funny enough, I was thinking about this person earlier on today for a reason that I can't divulge, but uh, (laughs) the person I would like to, I, I had the terrible misfortune of having three people I'd got interviews lined up with who, before I interviewed them, they passed away. So I don't know whether that's just fate or I'm just a bad luck charm. Oh, my gosh. But but (laughs) Phil Brown, Uncle Owen, um, William Hootkins-Porkins, and Michael Sheard, Admiral Arsall. And I would love to have interviewed Michael Sheard because I know people who knew him quite well and said he was an absolute character. So long-winded one-word answer, Michael Sheard.
1: Wow. Wow. So don't, uh, don't ever interview me, Mark. I'm like
3: super nervous
2: right now. Like, should we, should we stop the show? Mark, don't don't ask us any questions. This is just a conversation. There's no questions coming from us. This this is a conversation. (laughs) Did you hear that?
0: Did you hear that? Grim Reaper? It's just a conversation. Okay. He's like, oh, this just turned into a final destination podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. Uh, all right, Lacey, you're up next. Who would you interview?
3: I would interview Carrie Fisher because she was hilarious uh super super smart. I think she has amazing stories and she's basically made me who I am today. So her, Carrie Fisher.
0: Nice. Carrie Fisher. That's a good answer. John, what do you got?
1: I think I'd pick uh Kenny Baker. Um because I love, you know, obviously love R2D2. Uh, I feel like he had like a grounded sense of humor in anything that I've uh, seen him in with interviews. Uh, I love the fact that he was uh, always a bit annoyed by Anthony Daniels in a sense. Um, <laughs> but uh, And he was the, the least interviewed. So I feel like he would have antidotes that we haven't made the rounds uh, by all everyone else. Like you interview Mark Hamill and you probably get a lot of the same beats. But if you interview Kenny Baker, maybe you pull a nugget out from 1980 that you didn't hear before. And he was around for the first six movies. So he probably has a chunk of change
0: uh, up there if I had a chance to. So, um, yeah, I'd pick Kenny Baker. Uh, that's a good pick. Um, mine would be Alec Guinness and I was afraid that John was going to take it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think, um, I think that, uh, he just would be really good to like show the new content to and be like, Hey, what do you think about this stuff is even as far as like the new prequels to, to him, you know, but, um, but I just think he would be fun to get a perspective. Uh we just recently did the um casting, best casting decisions, and Alec Guinness was one of them. And uh I don't know. I just think he would be a good uh interview as far as getting his perspective on where Star Wars has gone and you know him being like the big name of the first movie. Right <laughs> in a in a weird way. Yeah, for sure. Um all right, let's do the let's do the next question. We got if you had a major secret and we're going to tell it to some star to one Star Wars character trusting that they would never tell anyone, who would you tell your secret to? Lacey, we're starting with you.
3: I would pick Obi-Wan Kenobi because homeboy sat on a planet for like a long time keeping everything <laughs> to himself and held yep. on to like the lightsaber and the story of Anakin and all this other things just to watch over Luke Skywalker, so I would pick him. I think he'd be the best secret keeper. Although if he ever told it, he'd tell it wrong. He'd probably lie. He'd tell it from a certain point of view. Yeah. Um, So then I'd be okay.
0: All right, John, who's your secret keeper? um, I'm obviously
1: going down a a pattern here, but uh, Uh, R2-D2. Every answer. That dude is a vault. Um, So, yeah, I think I would... um, have him be the key i mean he'd go in low power mode if i needed him to right be like look i'm over on this island don't tell anybody go in (laughs) low power mode you're not gonna be in the movie much if that little ball bumps into you don't do a thing so yeah i gotta go with the uh old trusty r2d2
3: but then he would tell though yeah
1: not if
2: i told him (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) all right mark who you picking
2: uh, I agree. I'd say I'd pick R2 as well if I'm allowed All to right. pick the same. Because I think way back when George said, you know, that the story of Star Wars he imagined was told to R2, and R2, you know, if there's a distant future of Star Wars, the only character that would be left would be R2 D2, because he's the guy that's basically telling me the whole story. So I, I think I'd be pretty safe. I, I think there's things that 3PO's forgotten that he even knew that R2 still knows. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's the ultimate, you know, backup.
0: For everybody,
2: I think R2's got all the secrets because you know, he's been owned by so many people. And I still, in my head, canon droids, the animated series still happened. So between Star Wars and, uh, <laughs> we've the Sith, and Star Wars, R2 and 3PO are still out there doing stuff, which is why I don't see why they couldn't have R2 and 3PO in Solo. I think it would have made all the sense for them to be in Solo. Mm, I but, agree. Um, you know, so um, that little film that we all like so much, uh, that uh, <laughs> they should do a sequel to. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, so I think I R2-D2, definitely, yeah.
0: Um, actually I think there might be a canon story with the wills and R2 involved. So he, he might be one of those characters we just know is going to survive because of a little book story or something. But, uh, my pick would be Ray. Um, I would pick Ray because I think that she had a secret, which was, you know, knowing she's, she's seen the map, you know, and all this other stuff. She's seen the Island and all this. And even the, the force ability, to look into someone's mind and steal the information, she was like, "Nah, <laughs> like I, I, I'm blocking you out. You mm-hmm. can't do that." So she was that uh bent on keeping the secret. And I think uh if something's important, she would uh, and, not tell anybody.
1: And she forgets things apparently too. So she forgets things. <laughs> she forgot who her parents were. She's like, yeah, they'll, oh, they'll be back. Well. Mm,
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 Someday yeah, yeah, all exactly right. <laughs> all right, well, let's pretend you are a character in the Star Wars Galaxy, and you get gifted with something very special, uh, you can pick. How you will die in these in one of these three options. This uh, is a gift. Which one would you choose? Yeah, I yeah, I think you're gifted in the sense of like you have the choice yeah, of which way a, you're gonna die. A little tongue in cheek there. Um,
2: <laughs> Alright,
0: guys, so think about this for a second. The the three options you have are being eaten by a Rancor, uh Death via Force Lightning, or a Sarlac Pit, uh, but uh, y- there is no escaping, so I, I would say no Boba Fetting this situation, but we, we don't even know if he was able to do it. We so, don't know. Uh, Sarlacc pit uh, being slowly digested. Um, so, John, start us off on this one. What? Which one are you picking?
1: I think Sarlacc pit because I just feel like I don't think anything. <laughs> well, I don't know that anything necessarily happens to you other than you just or you're in there and you starve to death and then you die.
0: Like you're right? I don't think you're there's get, probably
3: like, stomach acid. There's like eight stomachs or something like that.
0: Yeah. Well I, I, I don't mean know. they said slowly digested, so I yeah. can't imagine you're just chilling.
2: Maybe I'd <laughs> in the like, lobby of the Sarlacc. Yeah. Yeah. Magazine. In you the know. lobby of the Sarlacc <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm maybe pretty sure
1: around, there are like Three music. or
3: four stomachs of that thing well, so I'm pretty sure
1: none of these options are good
0: So I'm just going to go with Sarlacc <laughs> Alright <laughs> right, Mark uh, Which one of the three are you dying To live out <laughs>
2: I really want to say I'd like to be force-lightninged into the mouth of a Rancor that's on the edge of a Sarlacc. <laughs> yes so, And just go really <laughs> dramatically, because I think anyone on their own is kind of, you know. Uh, um, I don't know, slowly digest over a thousand years sounds doesn't sound so appealing. Um, but then, I don't know, being, being cooked alive by the Emperor or, or another available Sith... There are other available set. That don't sound so much funny either. So I would say being bitten in half by a Rancor, like the Gamma Guard in Jedi, just nice and quick and bang. So I'd say, yes, eaten by a Rancor. I'd like it to be a bigger Rancor than one in Jedi though, because it could eat me quicker. I'm just thinking speed <laughs> of death. Speed yes. of death. So, right. um, you could actually
0: right. get eaten by a giant Kwakian monkey lizard as the Resistance <laughs> TV show has brought on. Yeah. It's like right. a really? Rancor monkey lizard or something they have too. So Ooh, Mark you, you. Uh, Lacey.
1: Mark you're how, saying how would you oh, like ahead, to die? Jim. Yeah.
3: No, go ahead, John. What?
1: No, I was gonna say, like, when you th- when I think about being bitten in half, I think of yeah. uh, Quint in Jaws, and that didn't yes. look very good either, but all the other options considered, that you might be right.
2: Yeah, I think I think I think Bruce was just being slow on purpose. I think he was yeah. just doing it for dramatic purposes, and I think he was the the best directed shark ever. Right. Whereas I think the Rancor just <laughs> thought to hell with this. Right. Phil Tippett said, "Just bite." So that's all it was. So.
0: Right on, Lacy. How are you dying?
3: I'm sensing a theme with this episode, Mark. I am so sorry, and it's like dying. <laughs> so um
2: (laughs) it's all right i've died on podcasts before it's it's all right
3: (laughs) uh i so these were tricky um i would pick force lightning because if i'm gonna go out might as well go out to the hand of like someone really cool (laughs) when i died Mm. that i could be like hey that guy killed me because otherwise the digesting thing is gross and it makes me think of um what's his name? Peter Jackson's King Kong with Andy Serkis who gets digested by slugs and that mm-hmm. gave me nightmares mm-hmm. for like three years. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Force Lightning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lacey, I'm I'm with you. That's what I would go with too. I think uh, <laughs> the other two, like, I don't know, something about like one of my fears is like being in the middle of the ocean and then like a whale like doesn't even yeah, realize he's eating ow. you or something. Yeah. yeah, that scares the crap out of me. How many so like, Pinocchio, yeah, you'd Pinocchio. be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be fine. yeah. yeah.
2: so would be in the, the lobby <laughs> or of like the whale, uh, out the like, the whale. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but but that stuff scares the the crap out of me. So I picture when you say death by force lightning, I'm like, so I'm in the I'm fighting uh some sort of like super evil Darth character. I was like, yeah, that sounds a lot better. Like to go by the hand of a of a genius evil mastermind or whatever. I'm going yeah.
1: Right into the side of the sail barge. <laughs> right down my jetpack. Right down into the thing. Yeah.
0: It All right, uh, last question we got here. Uh, I want you guys to name one fan y cameo you would like to see or would most want to see in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Mark, let's start off with you. Let's go back to the beginning.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, wow, blimey. Uh, I would pick um, Aunt Beru's Force Ghost.
0: <laughs> Aunt Bruce Force Ghost okay.
2: oh. with the with the, the big vegetable next to the Moulin about to <laughs> stick in and she'll just like that look on the corner of the screen, like right, uh, and, and fade away into the force. I'd say I'm Bruce i Bruce Force Ghost with her, a lot of thought right. on. with her uh, denim jacket still and her <laughs> kerchief and the flowery collar. Yeah, she's got to have all that. Yeah, and Perfect. the original voice. Yeah, so the vegetable the original thing voice.
3: makes the funniest noise. It's like uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. You know actually what? get her. You get her as the skeleton.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the one figure Hasbro never released that I really should have done. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes.
1: In, a, in the in the pair set. Yes. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh. A,
0: it's actually they just go back and they look down and it's still there and you're like that's a cameo <laughs> right, right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Lacey, who would you uh, want to see as a cameo? I don't know a if this counts because
3: one. we've talked about it, but I'd really like to see Wicket in this movie. Hmm. And that's somewhat fanservice y.
1: Oh, yeah, without sure. a doubt. Yeah.
3: Can I say my other thing that I wrote down really quick? If Akbar's son <laughs> says it's a trap at some point in this movie,
1: oh, I would lose um. it. <laughs>
3: that's,
1: I mean, a trap. That's, that's so on the nose. I don't know if JJ wants to throw the meme in in the, his movie, but yeah. I He's got it. a
2: wink at the camera when he does it, though. Yeah, right. sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> or he's just like everything is going as planned. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. <laughs> everything is <All> wonderful. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, John, what do you yeah.
1: got? Um, Harrison Ford, Han Solo, flashback yeah. style. The sound of that. He has one more shot at it. This is it. He likes money. <laughs> do a flashback. <laughs> De-age him like Kurt Russell in Guardians two uh dropping off ben at school i don't know harrison ford <laughs> han solo uh, that's that. Uh, that's my that would uh, that would make me as james you keep pointing pointing out uh, jj's term very satisfied if i saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. um for me i had one and then i just kind of changed it uh i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with harrison doula i think that uh They've they've done the ghost thing and they've mm-hmm. doubled down on the ghost thing. I think they're just one step away like how do you, you you've already put the ghost in the movie. Now we're showing it to you in the trailer and how can we like improve on that? Well, show me who's flying it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. that's the thing. Uh I think that could be really good and it would be interesting to see uh her at the age she's at, you know. Um, now they could do some other thing too with, with showing her son. Maybe we put that together as well, but I think the like focus around the ghost, like some sort of rebels cameo within that ghost would be perfect for me. All right. That's it for one with the force. Uh, I'm going to hand this off to Lacey. We're going to do a quick Patreon pod race. Ooh.
3: All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So what this is, is as you guys know, we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. It's a way for you guys to support us outside the show from liking things and commenting on things and subscribing. Um, And a part of that, if you're a general, is you get to be a part of the show. So this week we have uh, General Mello from Spain, and we asked him if he was a Mandalorian, what would his armor be so that when we saw him in the world we would know it was him so Mello, take it away
1: hello resistance uh you caught us before bedtime in a uh, story time because tomorrow tomorrow somebody has school so but to make this quick and he's better qualified to answer this question so tell me
3: how your mandalorian armor will, will be um um it it would be um the the color would be
2: black and I'll have a jetpack and blasters.
0: Okay. What
1: about uh the Darksaber?
2: Um a uh, Darksaber What's
1: that? That's a story for a different time.
2: No, for right now. You'll find
1: that later. Um. Okay, that's all we have. Um you guys have a wonderful day. We haven't seen it yet, so hopefully uh um, we'll find a way to watch it soon, so.
3: Wiggle wiggle pop up.
1: That's a different show. Uh okay. about resistance. <laughs>
3: Awesome. Great job. I mean, it's kind of not you answering because your son answered, right. but yeah. still epic. And by the way, your son is becoming a very close part of TRB at this point. Huge he was, star. He <laughs> was in the reaction video. He was right. the thumbnail and now this. Um, right. But black is a great color. I prefer wearing black. So I'm all for it. John, what do you think?
1: I mean, uh, Mello Jr. Uh, I didn't I didn't catch the guy's name, so I'm going to call him Mello <laughs> Jr. in this round. Uh <laughs> But uh, he he was wearing a Chewbacca zippy, so he could have mm-hmm. said uh, anything, and I would have liked it. So the kid has good taste, uh, as we can see here, right? Mm-hmm. So um, nice. great job, Mellow. Um, I, I I don't know what my answer would be, but black armor sounds good to me. Uh, I'm a heavy metal guy; and it works for me. So good job, and thanks as always for your support,
0: James. I don't I don't know if anybody watches. Um Marques Brownlee, but he's his whole thing is matte black everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a, a tech reviewer, mm-hmm. but uh but no, yeah, that that just sounds awesome to me. Like a full like matte black, like the opposite of that like prototype Boba Fett. Yeah, like total yep. matte black. That sounds awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I really like that. <clears throat> Plus the jetpack and the blasters. Yeah, of course. Yeah,
3: yeah. So Mark, if you were a Mandalorian, what would your armor look like?
2: Oh, uh, I'll, I'll be loyal to Tracks and say gold, Ooh. like black oh and gold. God. Although I do right, a lot of the yeah. black card, none more black, you know, stiff the glove, <laughs> the whole, you know, light, That's final light, 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 light <laughs> completely, light disappears into it. You know, you, you're like a black hole. You wouldn't even know I was there. <laughs> yeah. I would be the most lethal bounty hunter ever. What's, because that, I'd...
0: what's that? Vantha black or whatever. What's that? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. 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 Oh, it. It's a it's a black that's so black that that light is pulled into it. So oh things, yeah. Like, ah
2: okay. Yeah,
0: it's like an actual material that they've made that bends light because it's that Ooh. dark. I think it's called Van, Vanta Black. Somebody's yelling at their looks oh, like Mark's in the car black, radio. radio so, right yeah, Vanta yeah, 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 Black. Fanta there black. you go. Vanta Black. black. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. All
3: right. <laughs> awesome. If you guys want to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. But now we're gonna go to John, who's gonna take us into our discussion. <laughs>
2: Will be one once thought as you do.
1: Okay, guys, the discussion this week. This is kind of a sad overtone on this episode. We from, I know. Went from death to uh, <laughs> to farewells in a sense, but we are. It's all be, I can
2: bring you, John. Sorry, th- that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> right.
1: The death and a smile. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, We're going to be saying goodbye to the Star Wars legacy actors. Uh, The Skywalker saga is concluding next month with The Rise of Skywalker. And once the blue font pops up, directed by J.J. Abrams, we're likely also saying goodbye to our legacy actors for the last time. Um, So, Mark, you had uh, recently spoke with Anthony Daniels, which kind of sparked this idea in my head for this conversation. So let's kind of talk about... You know, saying goodbye to these legacy actors. Some are already gone, unfortunately. Uh, but in terms of uh, leaving the the franchise with the end of the Skywalker saga, this might be the last time. So, I just wanted to have an open discussion of you know what that feels like for us as fans, um, what that may mean for the future of the franchise, and that sort of thing. So, Mark, let's start with you. You had recently spoken with Anthony Daniels. How are you? Like, how are your feelings when you're interviewing someone like that, knowing this might be his? A uh, final bow and that sort of thing. If you could start us off here,
2: uh, well, it was strange because I think he was kind of conscious that it's his last rollout, and um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm pretty confident saying I'm the oldest guy in the room at the moment. Uh, <laughs> so I've been watching them all since since I was a little kid, uh, and specifically with Anthony, it's it's the same guy in the suit all the way through, mm-hmm. which is a big deal, you know. I think it's quite unique in, in oh, yeah. film, let alone Star Wars. Um, so the thought of him not being in that suit again I think he's quite happy he's not getting in the suit again I don't
1: think you'll (laughs) miss that one little
2: bit but um, the thought that he's not going to be on screen again as 3PO is quite sobering really and it's starting to come home a little bit that this is the last hurrah for those guys I mean obviously uh, no obviously Harrison sort of his last real ride out was Force Awakens I agree I'd love to see him back in a flashback Um, wouldn't surprise me one iota if he is Uh, Hamill Last Jedi was really his last role, and and for, for it to big effect, and we know he's in, Ry, in Rise, but again, he's saying goodbye. So, so there's a lot of it, it. It's almost it's not just the actors as well. It's almost some of the characters. Maybe the focus is going to change onto other things. But specifically in the case of Anthony, he's, he's quite. I mean, he's, he's, he's on his book tour, you know, uh, as we speak. I'm seeing him tomorrow at a convention near me in Birmingham. So, and he's all go, 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 because he's talking about the book, and then he's got <laughs> the, the press tour coming up, and he's all he's all go. But I think once that all stops, um, even he'll sort of be sitting in his, you know, chalet in France, sort of thinking, hmm, wow, nothing on the horizon there. You know, he's probably got more voice work as as 3PO to do. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it is. It's quite a sombre thought that these these actors... Specifically, specifically him, really. I think uh, mm-hmm. he's he's probably sort of tapping out and saying goodbye. So yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite sad about it, really. When I think about it, um, yeah. yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's, but time moves on, doesn't it? So
1: it, yeah, it's 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 nothing lasts forever, uh, as Axel Rose said. Um, but. <laughs> You know, I, I I was thinking about that shot in the trailer that gets me choked up with him saying one last look at all my friends. And then it pans to R2 and Chewbacca in clever editing for a trailer. But then you think like, well, that's not Kenny Baker in there and that's not Peter Mayhew in there. So they're carrying on these characters and he is the last of that guard. Um, so it's it's weird that we've kind of already said goodbye to some of these actors. And now we are saying goodbye to the, the characters at least for now, I think maybe some of the evergreen characters may come back again in the future. But um, like you say, it's it's a sobering thought. And uh, the one thing I want to I want to bring James and Lacey in here, but those two trailers, the first one you had Mark Hamill saying will always be with you. And then now you have Anthony Daniels say one last look at my friends. I feel like that's their kind of way of saying goodbye to the fans, not so much an in-movie quote. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. James and Lacey, what, uh, what are your initial thoughts about this? Are you, is it, has it hit you guys that it's kind of a, a goodbye to the, no, obviously we're ending the, the franchise or the saga, I should say, not the franchise, um, but uh, saying goodbye to these characters and, and closing the book on that.
0: Go ahead, James. Um, it, uh, I, In a weird way to me, I think that, you know, Lucasfilm has done a really good job at making sure we remember that this trilogy is about the new characters. So coming into, Hey, they're going to be doing more of these movies. They're bringing back, you know, these actors, these actors, and these actors is kind of like when you go to a concert and you watch the whole show and the show's over and then you, you cheer, you, you get that encore, you get one more with them. You know what I mean? I don't, I never really thought of it. Like, oh, the band's getting ready to do their last songs and this is it, it's over, we're never getting them again. It's more like, that was a great ride and it was done and now we're getting one more, two more with with some of these characters just as like an extra bonus. So it's not, for some reason, as much as they try to make it like, you know, seven, eight, and nine and then this is it, you know, for these people, I I already kind of felt like six was it for these people and this is all just cherries on top, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just all this extra... So, um, so I feel like when it all comes to an end, I'm, I'm not going to feel as sad as I am going to be like, that was awesome. It's a good, good way to look at it.
3: Yeah. I- I'm going to be supremely depressed. <laughs>
2: Because I've
3: like these. I'm gonna be like, yeah! I'm gonna be so sad. So, I grew up with the original trilogy. Even though I grew up in the 90s, I grew up with the original trilogy. That's what I watched first. So, these are the characters that I connected with first. And these, when I asked, like, people ask me, like, what's your Star Wars? Like, the original trilogy is my Star Wars. And the sequel trilogy is great. And when they announced they were making more movies, I was like, all right, more Star Wars. But in my head, I'm going, all right, more Luke, Leia, and Han. I didn't expect to get new characters the way that we got them, which I love, obviously. Um, But, you know, I grew up, Luke Skywalker was my childhood hero my whole life. And Leia, like, taught me how to be who I am. So to say goodbye to these things is like saying bye to parts of me. And as depressing as it sounds, it's the realization, like Ray has, of your heroes aren't around forever, And it's supremely depressing to me that this is coming to an end because I'm like, okay, but what now? Because this is what I've known for so long. Because when it ended with Return of the Jedi, they were in a happy place and that was the end of the story. And then when you come back and then you, like, witness them dying, it's like, wait, Hmm. they were in a good place years ago. Um, And just, you know... Yeah, I, I'm going to be so depressed. I'm depressed right now. I started crying <laughs> in the celebration panel. They played this thing that they didn't play for everyone, but they I think they played it later, which was like interview footage from years and years ago of them talking about what Star Wars means to them, mixed in with new characters and stuff like that. But I found myself like crying in the panel being like, this is coming to an end. What am I going to do after this? Even though it's not the end, clearly. But like, no. it feels like... Part of it is ending for me because these are the characters that I love. Right. So it is depressing and sad and I'm going to be a mess.
1: And um, one person that I su- I feel like some people forget because he's not a good guy is uh, McDarmid. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a uh, cast in his mid thirties to play an 88 year old villain. And then it worked out perfectly timeline wise to come back for the prequels. So that like, he's been in a huge chunk of these movies now, uh, having entered at the very end of the first trilogy. And then he ran and was the centerpiece pretty much of the, of the prequels. And now he's back. Um, so Mark, do you have any, like, are you a fan of McDormand? Are you a Palpatine guy? And uh, oh, yeah. what, what's your take on, on him and work, you know, Hopefully, for the sake of the good guys, we're saying goodbye to Palpatine for the last time too, but we'll, we'll see. What do you, what do you think?
2: Oh, it's incredible, like you say, when you think about it, how young he was. I think he was born looking 30, wasn't he? Somebody said that recently, <laughs> you know. <and> you, <laughs> you say, <laughs> he was on British TV back in the mid-70s, and he didn't really look that much different, to be fair. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just a thought occurs to me that I was thinking about Warwick as well when you were saying about McDermott. but of course, Warwick's played that many different characters. He can play, he can do Star Wars. Forever, yeah. you yeah. know, playing different. Yeah. Characters. He doesn't need one character; he can play loads. So Warwick's right. fine; he'll, he'll carry on doing stuff. But and he's still so young, still. He's about a year older than me, so he's, yeah, yeah he's still, <laughs> you know, he's still, he's still, he's still, he's still fine. And of course, he did. He voiced Rook in Rebels, didn't he? So he's got other stuff he can do. But yep. uh, but Medeiros, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't suppose he expected to be back for nine um i would imagine they were pretty well (laughs) pretty much finished filming nine and they thought oh yeah let's bring him in um (laughs) you know so so he he was probably quite a blessing for him and to come back and be that character again and hear that voice i mean wow we were all there at celebration when you heard that that voice in the trailer uh, which somebody annoyingly told me about about 10 hours before and i was like i didn't want to know oh yeah yeah (laughs) was it Lacey? no (laughs) No, it wasn't wasn't me so someone (laughs) told
3: me and mm. I kept it from James and John. I didn't tell them. I wanted John to be surprised.
2: It was a heck well, of a surprise, was it? A fantastic surprise.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. On the, on the We were on the uh, Star Wars stage floor, and Lacey had texted us and just said, like three minutes before the trailer's about to pop off, she says, Ian McDiarmid's backstage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's going to say hi to everybody. <laughs> then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you see the, it goes black and you hear the laugh and I, I lost my mind but um, yeah you don't think about him often and then you know I guess the, the other thing I'm thinking about now which I brought up earlier is for the future of this thing you know I, I fully expect and this is just my take that we this isn't the last we're seeing of Ray and, and those characters I feel like they, they're they young enough they're, they're, they're the new marketable chunk franchise of figures. So then it makes me think that, you know, we'll see Chewie and maybe R2 again and be, you know, the BB eights and stuff like that. And then maybe even see three (laughs) PO someone else in the suit. But like you said, Daniels could do a voice type of thing. So it may not be a full stop. Goodbye. So we need to like compartmentalize that. Um, What do you guys think about? uh, I know James and Lacey, your thoughts on it. Mark, do you think we're going forward with these characters and maybe bringing
2: along some of those evergreen characters to keep it connected in a way? Um, in time i think it's a bit like the potter franchise i think they're waiting for the three leads from the potter films to get to their late 30s and then they'll bring them back as the as the parents or the teacher characters oh, okay. and we'll see them again so i think uh, i think for now that certainly when you see interviews with daisy she's very much given the impression that right well, i'm done i've given everything i've got and i'm done right uh, john i think for oscar he's it's such a treat for him to, well, I mean, his character wasn't even supposed to make it through Force Awakens, was he? So right. it's such a, a bonus for him, and he's <laughs> yeah. loving it as a fan and, and everything else. And John's just so full of beans and bouncy, and uh, he goes full tilt to everything. And I think Daisy's ready to step into the next um, section of her career, the next part of her career. So I think, to a degree, all three, for different reasons, want to put it not behind them, but just back a little bit so they can focus on other stuff. But I think, yeah, with Lucasfilm having the... You know, I mean, Pablo said it years ago, didn't he? Oh, we're always like five years ahead. We're always thinking five years ahead. Yeah, or 10, yeah. Yeah, you know, Kevin Feige's always saying, oh, we've got the next 10 years mapped out. So that's a Disney thing now, isn't it? So I think, Mm -hmm. whilst I don't think they're planning anything for them, even going forward five or 10 years, who knows? But I don't think they are, personally. Uh, I think they will. But my gut tells me that we're probably going to go back, you know, with TV, obviously Mando, Kenobi and Cassian are all going back. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. If if the rumors turn out to be true that that what Benioff and Weiss were doing was an old Republic series uh, series of films, then that's going way back, so further back than Phantom. Sure. Back further than Phantom. So so you know, there's all these things. So I think in time we'll go forward, but it'll feel like uh, when we got episode seven, and it was like like. Like uh, James just said, you know, we get episode seven, it's like, wow, it's all gravy now, isn't it? You know, but we weren't expecting this. You know, I, right. I spent most of my adult life thinking they'll never do seven, eight, and nine. Uh, you know, right. Yeah, true, oh, right. true, true. true. I was 13 when Jedi came out, well, 12 when Jedi came out, you know, and it was like, well, oh, right. that's it. I'm never going to see these guys again outside of right. my Marvel comics, you know, my Star Wars weeklies and stuff. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And yet here we are. So so never say never, but I think that's, that's the way they'll play it personally. I think that's how they'll go.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, James, do you think uh, you you were the one who was... I think, Lacey, you think they're coming back. So, James, do you think uh, they're going to do another, say, trilogy or like hit reset button and bring these characters back in 5, 10 years? Have you changed
0: on this at all? The biggest thing for me that makes it, I don't know, seem possible is the whole argument of like, <laughs> them saying like, this isn't the end of this story. They're saying it's the end of the Skywalker saga. And it's like, I don't know why they keep phrasing it like that. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing that it's a tell, uh, in my mind that you have plans with these characters. And, uh, when I say that too, I believe there has been, um, interviews with, uh, with Kathy Kennedy talking about, you know, we have plans with, with Ray and the, or she said, I think these characters, for, for, for long, many years or something, you know, yeah, <laughs> something right. along those lines, I remember something going there and I'm like, man, I just really think they're going to do that 10, 11, 12. It just, it seems so crazy to not do it. But, um, to keep on this whole thing is like that, that 10, 11 and 12 hits, they go down that route. Um, it's definitely going to be that this is the handoff, you know what I mean? Right. 4 yeah. 5 and 6 was these people, 7 8 9 was those people giving it to the new people. 10 11 and 12 are just the new people, you know what I mean? And uh, that again, that's not to say that like uh, you know, Warwick and other characters like that that we were talking about might not still be around to do those little fun little cameos, but um, I don't know. I think I think 10 and 11 and 12 is probably inevitable, but it's just who wants to make the call <laughs> yeah. on when right. that's going to happen, right. is it going to be, you know, f- what are they taking a break right now? Uh, 2019, 20 three years, th- yeah, three years, so three years. So, uh, we're looking 2029, episode 10. Yeah. Is that the three year break?
1: I mean, the two of the three of the characters will be in their 30s. Um, Lacey, I know you are you think they're coming back, right?
3: Oh, absolutely.
1: Now, y- you and I talked about this, I forget when, but. I, it seems like they are almost hitting reset with any plans they had with these theatrical films, obviously the Benioff and Wise thing and whatever. Um, right. So to me, it seems like because of that, there's they always have that in their back pocket as, you know, what is Star Wars in the movies? And maybe they don't know that yet. I don't know. What do you think?
3: All right. You're asking me. Yeah. Because uh, you just said you, so I don't know if you meant me. You. Or you. Um, you. I would say that they're probably going to do those movies, but they have a specific time frame that they're going to do them in. And I don't think they're going to up that based on whatever's going on with Benioff and Weiss and Mm -hmm. whoever and Ryan Johnson. I don't think that's going to change. I guarantee there's a timeline in Lucasfilm somewhere up on a board and it says we can start these movies here because they want to give it time to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, the marketing is kind of like a lie, because they're like, this is it, this is the final one. And then they're like, just kidding, we're coming back again. And it just seems (laughs) like a money grab. So I'm Mm. sure they're just going to let it sit for a little bit um, and then do some other trilogy and then come back to it. Um, So hopefully we'll get an idea of what that trilogy is, but. Sure. Yeah.
1: It'd be cool if they could hide it, like Mark, if they could hide it from us and like, throw us some kind of teaser one day down the line and just nobody know about it. And you just yeah. see like the an X on the screen or something, you know?
2: <laughs> That'd be <laughs> nice. No, I, I agree. I, th- I think I think now I mean like James said, you know, I think phrasing it as the Skywalkers, because that's never been a phrase till recently, or saying the Skywalker, so that's yeah. that's very new. So but I get I get the logic of sort of saying, well this is the nine, this is George's three trilogies, because that even though they de- deviated from his notes quite famously they're still; it's still the three films seven, eight, and nine. So, right. so I think they're they're bunching those together and saying, "Well, that's that." Mm-hmm. To, to this conversation, you are sort of saying goodbye to a lot of those legacy characters. Right? Uh, if you know, and and the droids will still be around in, to some degree. And I think, sure, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, it, it's bittersweet because Carrie's not with us. Uh, Harrison was only ever really going to do seven. Um, although he quite to me quite clearly enjoyed it so much i think he would have happily done more i, I, yeah, I, I don't right. quite i don't quite buy this whole he only ever he always wanted to die and he never wanted to come back and yeah, i don't i don't right. buy that i never right. bought that but but the um uh you know in terms of of carrying on with these characters i think yeah i think they don't quite know how to play the, the movie angle a bit because you know seven was a guarantee everyone was going to see seven everyone was yep. going to see force Awakens and look at the money it made you know, right. And then Rogue One, I think, I don't know what their expectations were, but it, it couldn't have been, It wasn't approaching what they expected for Force Awakens, but it right. made a billion dollars back when there weren't that many films had made a billion dollars, even right. sort mm-hmm. of three years ago. Now it's a, <laughs> yeah, you know, two or three a year, don't you? you know, like, this year it's like four or five, so it's it's not... It was like the old hit, you know, if a film makes 100 million, it's a big hit. Now... Nothing, right exactly, you know? yeah. Um, so that as that benchmark has changed, uh, and then obviously, Last Jedi did good at the box office, and then Solo came out way too close to, to Last Jedi, which hurt Solo. And, and so, you know, you can see all the missteps. So, I think I think Iger said it, you know, maybe we've rushed this a little bit too much. And I'm there, and I, I think Iger's great, I like Bob, but I'm there pulling my hair out, going, Oh, god, you know, the whole thing about Star Wars was that it's always been a cultural event, it was always. Yeah. It was an event. A Star Wars film was like stop the stop the traffic. Stop, right. Everything stops right. for Star Wars. You know, you start seeing stuff on the telly, the adverts, the merchandise, the whole kit and caboodle is like it's a big deal. Or you know, Pepsi are doing a merchandising deal with Lucasfilm. You know, it's yes. all these kind of things. It means something, and now every you know, it's, it's probably less companies do not doing a merchandising deal with Lucasfilm than are you know, um, right. you know what I mean. So it's not it's not the event that it should be that it right. deserves to be because Star Wars. Uh, you know it's our, it's our team isn't it so we're always going to put star wars above everything else is here and that's Wars. so right. they need to grab that back a little bit so uh i think yeah i think they will do more i love i love the idea of 10 11 and 12 because i mean at certain points in time lucas did say Four trilogies, 12 films. So, sure. so even that kind of sits within it. But I think I think the whole, um, and we don't know the destiny of, it's Ray and Kylo is what we're talking about really, you know, and we know Kylo has got the Skywalker heritage in him through his mother and there's all that. You can right. in, you know, you can kind of fiddle away around that. But uh, I think it's going to happen, but I'm hoping that, I think, you know, I think it's going to be a little bit way down the line before we get there, but it will right. come. It will definitely come.
0: Mm-hmm. Can can I ask Lacey a question? Sure. So I I'm listening to what Mark is saying, you know, about how the Skywalker saga used to be like a big uh, or not the Skywalker saga, the Star Wars movies when they came out, they stopped traffic, Every it was the big event. Um, do you think it do you think that some of these other movies um have kind of caused the big event movie to just be like, oh, I don't know, Star Wars is just one of the big event movies. Like You know, the Harry Potter movies, the Lord of the Rings, uh, Mm -hmm. even Hunger Games to a degree. Uh, And then like a lot of the Avengers movies as well. Like have they um, have has a big franchise being the big event every, let's say, five years. Kind of squashed the chances of Star Wars being like, hey, yeah, but we're bigger than all those. And it's like, yeah, you're the same as all those. (laughs) That's like the regular casual movie going audience.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, years ago when the prequels came out, Star Wars was Star Wars. It was like, oh my goodness, it was everywhere. It was at Taco Bell. It was like all over the place. Yeah. Um, But since then, like you said, you had Harry Potter, which was gigantic. You had Twilight, whether people want to agree with it or not. It was gigantic and made buckets of money. Um, and then you had things like hunger games. Like I loved the hunger games and that to me was an event to go see the last hunger games movie and to watch all the interviews with the hunger games cast. And like, I was totally in that. <laughs> so I could see that those things then set off like, Oh, but is it the big thing right now? Because I honestly think the big thing is Marvel like Avengers Endgame and the whole infinity war thing to me People cared about that more than Star Wars, I feel. And I think sometimes we th- were like, oh, well, Star Wars obviously is more important, but we're in Star Wars. Yeah. Whereas when I'm talking to my coworkers and I'm talking to my parents or whoever, the thing they want to see is the next Marvel movie. It's not necessarily Star Wars. It's like, do I really? I heard people didn't like that. Do I really want to go see it? Mm-hmm. Um, or Deadpool. People, I'm one of the people too. Like, I love Deadpool. So like, I'll go see it a bunch of times. Um, yeah, I think that has impacted it because there's just been so many franchisees or not franchisees, franchises that, um, have just taken the attention away from it. And, but at the same time, you've seen things fail. So like Percy Jackson failed, yeah. uh, the other Harry Potter thing. What is it? Like F- Newt, whatever his name Our
2: is. Fantastic <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't like that. Didn't watch it. Have no interest. I was like, Pacific it's not Harry-
1: I think what they were trying to make that a thing.
3: Pacific Rim, yeah. Pacific
1: Rim, yeah, yeah. It's no. a good point though. There's so, there's <laughs> was, so was many films that haven't,
2: haven't caught on though, isn't there? Like you say, but, right? But you go back to '99. That's the perfect. That's the. That's like year yeah. zero, isn't it? You know, you, you've got episode one comes out, and then all of a sudden, Potter's out a couple of years later, and yeah, uh, Spider-Man, the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, yeah. the X-Men yeah, yeah. films have just got going, and you know, all of a sudden, it's like franchise crazy, and those that's those big point. films, you know, so Star Wars. I mean, in the '70s and '80s. I'm thinking specifically from a from a visual point of view. ILM was so far ahead of the curve, like five. They they even they said we're like five years ahead of everybody else. Now look at what we've just seen in the Mandalorian on television. They can do it. Everyone's got great visuals. So so you've you've lost the element of surprise in that respect. Uh, But now Star Wars is. It's not just. It'll never be just another franchise. It's always going to make the radio, make the papers because it's Star Wars. To, it gives it that little edge and it's yeah. held to a higher level because it's Star Wars so if it's not right. exactly what people want, I've seen sniffy reviews of the Mandalorian already from national newspapers in the UK and I'm like, have you, have you even seen it? Probably not. How but, you know, did you
3: see it? <laughs> that's what I said, how did
2: they see it? Sky but, you know,
3: is not letting that licensing go. How did you see it? <laughs> no, But you
2: know what I mean, it's like Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. should be if it means we get less Star Wars to make Star Wars feel like more of, have more of an impact and that Benefit Star Wars in the long run, given yeah. that we've now got Disney Plus. I don't think that's a bad thing.
1: I I agree. I mean, it's funny you say that because um, the the premiere of Mandalorian uh, took place last Wednesday, and uh, people there were a couple of uh, writers. I you know I forget their names, but uh, for trades, and they said this reminds me why Star Wars should be watched on a big screen. And they were watching a streaming show, but they were watching a streaming show with, with top-of-the-line special effects on a big screen. And they got mm-hmm. to watch the first three episodes, so it felt like a movie. So hearing them come out of that saying that kind of reminds you that Star Wars is always going to have that place, and it's never going to complete... Like people think they're mo- they're shifting to, to to just streaming for whatever reason, but I think Star Wars is event place is always going to be on the big screen. But the difference I see between star Wars and like a Marvel thing. And this is just maybe because I'm biased, of course, because I'm in this space and I'm, I'm a, i am i am like Marvel, but I'm not a massive Marvel MCU fan. I feel like star Wars movies are our modern mythology and will have more legs and, and last longer generationally. Whereas like my grandson's not going to be like, I got to watch Avengers Endgame. Like, I don't know that that's going to have the legs that, uh, you know, The Force Awakens or uh, Empire Strikes Back has for the last 35 years. Yeah. It's hot now. Episode two.
0: Episode two is probably arguably the worst Star Wars, but it is just as important to the whole thing. Yeah. Not like Iron Man 2, which is arguably the worst. People (laughs) be like, yeah, skip that. Whatever. (laughs) I
1: never need to watch that. I don't need that Mickey Rourke uh, whipping around
0: chains at me. I don't need to see that It (laughs) doesn't, yeah, as, as, as good, or as, as much as we know is important to the canon, this is when it happened and it's one of the 23 films or whatever. Um, it's, they, they start to lose a little bit of luster, you right? Know what I mean? And when it comes to, um, uh, saga films, it's like, no matter if people don't like, say the last Jedi, it's still the last Jedi yeah. that's episode eight, like it or not, it's important to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine,
1: yep. you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so the, I guess to wrap up this part of the discussion before we move on to questions from, uh, listeners, um, if they are going to do some sort of like final bow in the movie for legacy characters like Luke and and whoever, um, I want to just see if you guys have any idea of what you think they might do and we'll each go around, you know, give our maybe brief thoughts on that and then we can close it out. So Lacey, how do you think... Like, what's our last time seeing Luke Skywalker going to be and that sort of thing? Like, what's their wink goodbye to to fans in movie, in your opinion, as a guess?
3: I think it's a pretty easy one. Everyone knows he's going to be a force ghost. Like, he's even said it. So I don't think that's like any like, oh, what is going to happen? He's going to be a force ghost. Mm -hmm. I think the big question is how they're going to handle Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, cause as we know from rumblings and Todd Fisher is that they used eight minutes of footage. So who knows what role she's going to play. But I think most of the people are probably going to be force ghosts with the exception of like Han Solo, who might be like a flashback or a memory or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cause otherwise if you bring Han Solo in, then it's turning into Harry Potter where Harry's holding out the wand and he sees everybody that's died. I don't know right. if anybody knows that scene where he's like yes. going up against Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like a little much for me. Even right. as a Harry Potter fan, I right. was like, all right, all right, right. calm down. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be probably Force Ghosts. But I hope that the end of the movie is a Return of the Jedi, like happy, yub nub group, smiling, Kumbaya. panning, pushing yeah. picture stuff. Yeah, like them everybody smiling because I want to leave this movie happy because the Last Jedi I did not leave happy so right <laughs> I would like to leave in a good mood.
1: <laughs> um, James, uh, obviously Luke, we're thinking Force Ghosts and stuff. What about other characters?
0: I, I want to talk bemper. All right, so I I think two possibilities. I got I got a a big one and a little one. The big one is, I think they they'll probably go that route because of the spectacle of it. You got to kill this guy off in a big way, not throwing him down a shaft and thinking like, oh, he's too small now. I can't see if he hit or not. Um, <laughs> I think it's got to be it's got to be some sort of like like he somehow is causing like the force lightning is like hitting him. Like he's like exploding from the inside with force lightning in some sort of like grand explosion. Death, that everybody death has by to force lightning. For. We're, we're yeah. going for a circle. Yeah, here. Death by force lightning. I think it's gotta be something where we like see him like explode via like the force or something. Um, but my, my more hopeful answer is, and I don't care who it is, Ray or Kylo, either one of them, emperor on his knees, two lightsabers, <laughs> same way that uh Duku uh Duku goes. I think that would be amazing because to me I think when you look back at like what death is, I think there's no there's no more like dishonorable like you've earned this than the the cut off of the head thing. You know like bring me yeah. his head. I've talked about right. that before. And yeah. so I think there's something to like um Kylo Ren being like I defeated the emperor and I you know g- got his head kind right. of a thing like it's more of it it's more symbolic <laughs> than just like and I stabbed him or I threw him off a cliff or something mm-hmm. or and something Rey about, will you know. say do
1: it and Kylo Ren will do it
0: there you go no but I think that's part of the payoff as well <laughs> is that like like he's the guy who says do it you know yeah his fate will be the same as ours and it's like kind of you know
1: I like that all right Mark uh how are we saying goodbye to, to, the, to these folks here?
2: Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, part of me part of me wants the happy ending, um, like, like Yub Nub, like the end of Jedi. Um, but that was not subverted, because it was a happy ending in the moment, and then we learned like, the war never finished, and, and right. they, they had no peace, and all right. the things that happened to the characters. Everything is over. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and that was fine. That was fine. Dramatically, I get why... It makes all the sense because, you know, you've got to start from a point of conflict to, to have a conflict, haven't you? So that's all good. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Um, I just want to feel like there's a resolution. So so chopping off Palpatine's head or however he gets defeated, we need to see that. That needs to be an absolute put a bow on that. He's gone for good. Sure. Definitely gone for good. Um, I still don't know whether Ray and Kylo are both going to get out of this alive. I think probably probably in all honesty the two good characters not to but you know jedi you think jedi is like the great big finale nobody dies really in jedi apart from vader, well <laughs> vader and the emperor were they even dead then Looking back at it now and go <laughs> did they even die really <laughs> <laughs> an ewok and a gamarine guard died we seen in the jedi and yoda, That's and that a, was, yeah. and yoda yeah, i was gonna came say back. yoda
0: too but also still yeah. right yeah, Yoda's did, burning like, trees. Yeah,
2: Darth Maul gets chopped in half. He comes back. I'm still waiting for Dooku's head with little legs like the Thing to turn up in the same. <laughs> like so, Mars attacks. Yeah, nobody, nobody ever. Di- nobody's ever really gone. Said a wise man once. <laughs> yeah. How true that is. So I want to see some resolution. Um, I, I, yeah, yes, I'd love to see a happy, yay ending. You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know whether that's what the last uh Rock to Rise of Skywalker is going to give us, um. Oh, that, it's a tough one. I don't know. Um, Resolution—that's that's the word I'll use. Okay. I want to see. I want to know that this particular storyline is done, and if we end the shot with, like, you know, like a special edition shot looking around the galaxy at different places, uh, and you kind of just know that life's getting back kind of to normal because they've had this horrible sort of thirty years plus of, I mean, see, and we're seeing, we're going to see it more in the Mandalorian, of, of just this fractured galaxy. Yeah. Uh, that's just completely fallen apart. And it's all since the Republic, you know, just couldn't see beyond the end of the noses and just right. let go of the reins, and it's all gone wrong since then. So it's their fault really, you know, right. allowing the Sith and Palpatine to to step in and, and sort of grow from within as the you know, as the old novel said. Um sure. But yeah, I'd like to see just a sense of resolution. And if 3PO and R2 go off on their travels again, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. If goes back, to, back to Kashyyyk, to his family, yeah, I'm fine with that. You know, Luke and all the other Jedi just dissipate into the Force. That's good too. I, I, I had a theory that the Force just gets switched off at the end of this film. I don't think it will because I think they need it as a as a story device. Right. but if, mm-hmm. if that happened, if the force finds balance, you know, maybe that's the, you know, they kind of say the force is the living thing. So maybe the sure. force goes, well, we found the balance now so we can just disappear for a bit, you know, and then right. 30 years later, something evil happens and the force returns. And, right. you know, I don't know, you know, I'm spitballing, but you know, just something big and definitive to sort of put a bow on it.
1: Nice. Yeah. And then when they try to bring it back, they're like, man, Force Awakens would have been a great title for this movie. (laughs) I I was
2: thinking, I think he
0: just described episode six and then episode seven. (laughs) Well, as they say, it's
1: poetry. It rhymes, right? Yeah, yeah, I I agree with all that. I I would like it as long as it's a situation where we're not debating over what we just saw, like we did with The Last Jedi, as long as everyone walks out of the movie like, "Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Yep, like that. I don't care what happens as long as everyone understands and we're all on the same page. And like you say, we close the book uh, there. So I agree. Um, but uh, let us know what you guys think. Saying goodbye to the legacy actors, characters, uh, but will we see them again in the future? Uh, give your thoughts in the comments. Let us know. And also hit us up on Twitter. At R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, and uh, you guys did that to give us our questions, so now we're going to move over to Ask the Resistance. Uh, you guys shot us over some questions, and we're going to tackle them.
0: I've been wondering, what are midichlorians?
1: Uh, Lacey, we're going to start off with you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. This question is from Chris J. at Usual Gubbins. <laughs> And Chris said, we always laugh at their handles that are so funny. Because
3: they're funny. <laughs> yeah, Chris
1: Chris said, do you think Obi-Wan will be in The Rise of Skywalker via Ewan McGregor? He is sporting a very Obi-Wan looking bit of facial hair in all of his recent interviews lately. Uh, so I would imagine he would have had to have filmed that a while ago, though. But Lacey, what's your take? I know you're a big fan of the Kenobi, so I felt this question would be good for you.
0: <laughs> the Kenobi.
3: I am a fan of the Kenobi, the goat. Knobi, um, yeah. I think he is in the rise of Skywalker. I don't know if that means the beard that he's sporting right now is for that. um, but, yeah, I think he what he is in the rise of Skywalker somewhere. Uh- they had him in the Force awakens. He talked in the movie, so why wouldn't they bring him in? It was a it's a perfect way to then get people excited for the series that's coming up to have him on screen, even if for a couple seconds. So mm-hmm. yes. And I can't wait to see him in it. Thank you, all Chris, right. for your question.
1: All right. Very good. Um, All right, Mark, this one's going to you. This is from Seth Kime and Seth asked, um, this is actually for you personally. This is from a, this is a Patreon submitted question. Ooh. And he said, what is Mark's star Wars origin story? Uh, what event or situation originally got you into Star Wars
2: um it would be hear uh, it hearing rumors because obviously we got the film sort of six or seven months after you guys did so we didn't get it till December but most of most of the summer of 77 on television was talk of this film in America that's breaking all the records and now it's bigger than jaws and it's the biggest film ever and you know <laughs> and, and all the crazy things that happened over the summer in the states we were hearing about it in the UK quite a bit later but so so and i was only six don't forget uh but i knew this film was coming all the kids on the playground were talking about this film that none of us had ever seen and you know the most amazing thing and then i think it was probably it would have been into 78 so it was sort of easter 78 i saw the film uh and the Stolls weekly had just started mm-hmm. and I, I i honestly can't remember the chronology i can't remember whether i saw the film first and then read the comic or vice versa my head tells me, I think I read the comic first. So it would be issue six of Star Wars Weekly. My mom's best friend picked me up a copy and said, oh, you like this Star Wars thing. Here's a comic. Oh, and wow. I, was, I still blame her for it today. Um, <laughs> so, that, so that was that was the start point for me. It was, it was a UK Star Wars Weekly. Because we, we, you know, you guys had the monthlies, but we had the weeklies. They broke them down mm. into smaller chunks. And our magazines were much bigger. Um and lots of backup strips and pictures and such. I, I was thinking earlier when we were talking how how much mileage Lucasfilm got out of each of those original trilogy films. As fans, oh, we would, we would spend three years just talking about Empire and Marvel would yeah. just, <laughs> just do comics based on right. Empire, and there was no books. It was just right. Palatoy figures, Marvel comics, read along you know the read along cassette and books and stuff like that. The films weren't out on video. Well, Star Wars was out on video in eighty two, so back end of that Empire to Jedi era. Um, we got by on so little, um. But yeah, right. it would be that. It would be issue six of Star Wars Weekly.
1: Oh yeah, we we—that's a great answer. We're certainly so spoiled now. When you really think about it, oh. and we're we're still so starved for some reason. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm drowning it, <laughs> literally drowning. There's stuff coming out that we don't even. There's a Resistance episode, there's a Mando episode, there's a film out in 30 odd days, and you know, and there's comics coming every Wednesday, and there's Resistance Reborn has just come out. I haven't even had a chance to F- craft Fall it. The Fallen game, in Order, yeah, the game is like yeah, exactly. thir- 30 that's
0: hours.
1: Clone Wars plus. will be out uh, mid February, yeah. So, uh, no, you're absolutely right. That's such a yeah. great and such good perspective on your answer there, too. Um, from where it was and being that it was in the States first and you guys waited a year the level of patience that even a kid had in 1978 compared to now I mean it's it's so amazing what what has changed over time but um, Seth hope you like that answer from Mark but now we're gonna go to James with uh, Semper Fi Danny at Semper Fi Danny way to get your handle they asked if you could make one change to The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi what would it be and I added, you can't say nothing, because I had a feeling that yeah. you might say nothing. But No, I wouldn't say okay. nothing. All right. So one change to either of those movies. Um, what do you think?
0: Um, so here's one of those th- things where like, um, as much as we like the movies and we think that they came out exactly perfect, I think that there are other options that wouldn't necessarily make them better, wouldn't necessarily make them worse. They're just adjacent like other, you know, fifth dimensional <laughs> type, uh, parallel paths. Um, and I think that in, in another world, it would have been really cool to see not Luke fight Kylo Ren at the end of last Jedi, but do something more that still tells the same story but give him less of a, like, couple dodges, you know? Mm. I think uh, doing something more like uh, bringing down a mountain, so it's like it's not he's not killing anybody, but he's, like, moving the mountains, you know? That's, it's like, a, mm. a biblical thing. Um, I think there's some things that they could have done um, that would have been a little bit more of a spectacle and would have probably uh, or possibly uh, made people feel a little bit uh, more like he was really, really powerful, you know, and not just like knows one trick or sure. something. Um, so I, I think so, something in that fight could have been tweaked a little bit that would have made us, um, would have made more people be like, yeah, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's fair. Um, okay.
1: Next one. This is for all of us. We're going to do a whip around real quick here from Todd speed rebels at Todd hurts. Uh, I love when people do play on words with their own names. So good job, Todd. Uh, Todd said, if you had to raise, excuse me, if you had to raise the non-human baby of any Star Wars species, which would you choose? Uh, Mark, you're raising a Star Wars species baby. Which one are you picking?
2: Um... Well, from reading the Galaxy's Edge comic, I would say raising a baby Sarlacc's making me quite a bit of money. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. a baby Sarlacc. Uh, okay. I'd find a nice big open desert somewhere and I would drop <laughs> so it in. dangerous. And yeah, and I'd come back about 20 years later. All right, yeah. and I'd, I'd build a sail barge casino next to it. I reckon I can make quite a bit of money out of that. So it would be a baby Sarlacc. Yeah, I would I would have like gloves on. <laughs> or maybe even give the gloves to somebody else and let them do it. You're uh, right, right? Yeah, and then just do, because they're dropping from orbit down there, so just drop the baby up from a great right. height, and right. then and then just just rake it in, baby, just. Yeah, that's how we'll do it. You'd have yeah.
1: Brian Cameron do it, right? You would just give him the gloves and have him handle it for you, right? oh
2: Brian wouldn't need gloves. He'd just dive in head first. He'd dive right <laughs> in. That thing's not gonna meet Brian. I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't dare any Brian, so no. That's a good observation, actually. Yes. It definitely would do that, yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> Sorry Brian. Um Lacey.
3: So my gut reaction was spoiler from Mandalorian, but then I realized that would not work. Cause I can't tell you. Uh, so I picked a porg. <laughs> I, hear
2: it. Uh-huh. I, hear it. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would pick a
3: porg, a porg because they're okay. adorable and it could like chill on my shoulder like a parrot, or it'd be mm-hmm. like really cute. Like I kind of think about it like a cat. Like it would give you attitude, but like chill when it wanted to chill.
1: Right, well, that's pretty good.
3: Attitude. Yeah. All right. Exactly. I mean, Catitude. But you're with already- a bird.
1: You already have a bunch of porgs there and who knows, maybe like Toy Story at night, they come to life and they all hang out. (laughs)
3: <laughs> what is with you in Toy Story lately? Are you gonna make a Forky reference again?
1: I, I just watched uh, toy, the first Toy Story yesterday with my son. That's
3: why. Uh, oh, Got sweet. it. Um,
1: which, but th- the the effects were so good, but they didn't hold. The, they, like, toy oh, Story, they're terrible. Toy Story four now looks like it's an actual live action. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. but um, the first right,
3: one looks like trash.
1: It's a little. It's a little uh, McClunky. S- sorry, um, sorry,
3: Disney. It was
0: <laughs> a little too early for its time.
1: <laughs> yeah, James, what are, what are we raising over there in in the the any household in a galaxy far far away.
0: Um you guys have given good answers cuz I thought you would steal mine. I going last I was like man I'm going to get mine stolen but I I just Twi'lek. I would just have a Twi'lek baby. I think that's probably in most cases the closest to human, you know? Mm-hmm. Um as far as still being able to raise someone um that uh, I don't know can can talk to you in a normal basic speaking voice (laughs) i say basic like english you know yeah uh but yeah just like regular talking and um for most most things it's uh inherently the same i think they're probably the closest to human just like one change you know one little thing right so i would Mm -hmm. go with twilight all right i'm going wookie um i thought you might
1: yeah eventually i'll have myself a pilot uh to, (laughs) to take me around uh, maybe
0: they score a basketball or football scholarship, so I don't have to pay for college. Uh, I was gonna say I think you're stereotyping Wookies, and then I'm like, nope, nope. And he now thinks right. they're uh, basketball. And stars. then, then
1: you have your loyal best friend, who's almost kind of like a dog too. So there you go, two for one. Um, so yeah, I'll just go with the Wookie there. Um, all right. So next, uh, I'm gonna tackle this one. It's from Blog of the Hut. And they asked, in The Empire Strikes Back, Ghost Obi-Wan says to Luke, if you face Vader, you must do it alone. I cannot interfere. What do you think he meant? Are there rules for Force Ghosts? Do you think they're only allowed to harm trees? (laughs) 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 To harm or sit on trees. Um, That's a go. I mean, the obvious answer is uh, for the dramatic aspect of the duel, you need father and son. And it'd be weird if Obi-Wan popped in and was like, ha, gotcha. Like God, yeah. <laughs> um, so so for that's the obvious uh, movie making storytelling reason. but I don't know if there are rules about Force ghosts or if there's a code to being a Force Ghost or anything like that. I'm sure if there is, if there isn't, they'll come up with the one to justify that. Um, but I just think it would have been it would have been unfair and a bit weird if all of a sudden Obi-Wan popped in there and started uh, helping Luke out. And it also uh, minimizes Luke's journey and his ability to face his fears and stuff. You you got to take the training wheels off. And I think that was a big part of uh, his growth there. So I think um, maybe that's Obi-Wan's reason is you have to do this because if you're going to become a Jedi, like Yoda says, you have
0: to confront and face Vader yourself. So I think that... <laughs> I think Vader called this bluff. He's like, uh, strike me down and I'll be more powerful than it. And then, like, 20 minutes later, he's like, I can't fight him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There are rules. Yeah. Um, There probably are are rules, actually. I've always wondered who who can see Force ghosts. Luke Luke can see Obi-Wan and Yoda at the end, and and Anakin. And Anakin. Leia's never seen Anakin, so she wouldn't know what he looked. You know what I mean? So I always wonder whether they... How you present yourself as a force goes to the person that's looking at you. you that's know? fair. I, I don't know. So uh, you know, I was seeing when like, Luke's looking at the three of them, and then they, he goes back to the part when Leia sort of steers him away. It, to me, it's not, well, she didn't see them because right. she's got no connect. She's never met Yoda, and she's got no connection to any of them, particularly right. in that instance. As, as Luke has on that particular little part of the journey, her, that's thing, true. her connection to the Force obviously comes later, her strong connection to the Force comes later. So that's why I think at the end of, of 9, it'd be great if there was some sort yeah. of council of jedi to some degree when mm-hmm. they you realize they are all together and then hans yeah. just smirking in a flashback you know
1: so. <laughs> yeah right he's like i can't be a force ghost but i'm over here in the past mumbo jumbo <laughs> yeah. right exactly yes mumbo jumbo indeed um such a good reference uh but um yeah we actually talked about we wonder if uh the, the possibility if they want to end leia with carrie to respect her does she become a force ghost at the end of the movie? So who knows? Um, But, and they could easily do that with special effects too, but Mm. all right, Mark, last question. You ready? I'm always ready. Okay. This is from Mark. Uh, Mm. Not, not you. You didn't ask yourself a question. I do that. Mark at (laughs) the (laughs) kind at the kind awakens another patron question. Thank you, Mark for that. Uh, He asked you, what do you think the next star Wars theatrical film will be? So, if we're looking at twenty twenty two, do you have any guesses oh. what you think
2: it could be? Oh, wow that that is literally the billion dollar question, isn't it? Um, I'd like to say solo too, <laughs> to play to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but my head is telling me that's probably now going to end up being something on Disney Plus, which which is yeah. equally awesome because I think yeah. there's, there's legs in that story for definite. Um, big. I don't know. I, you know back in Two thousand five celebration three sort of time Lucas was talking about. I wouldn't be averse to doing an old Republic film, you know. And he kind of put it out there, very like a one line thing at the convention. And then you know again all the rumours are going that that's that's the way they're going. And you know going back in the days when Dark Horse were doing the earliest comics after Dark Empire and it was Tales of the Jedi and that sort of era building up the history of, of Star Wars. I don't know whether I'd want to go back. <clears throat> quite that far there they're going back 20 odd thousand years into the past i think that's right. too far back but sure. at least you've still got the staples of lightsabers hyperspace travel you know blasters or mm-hmm. most of the tech is there it's only ever been finessed um which makes it a bit like discovering magic isn't it you know it's that kind of uh comparison but i would like to go back to when the republic was at its peak you know, probably just before Yoda's time, it okay. kind of feels to me like he was at the helm of it and he was part of the problem in a way that he took his eye off the ball, which is why there's That's all that fair. terrible regret that he's got. Um, so I'd like to see the Jedi, or rather the Republic in its prime, and what the challenges were. And I think there's enough of a timeline out there, uh, which I know is considered legends now, but I think, you know, they've kept all the planets from that, those legend stories. So let's keep a bit of the history. There are stories that you could go back and tell, uh, and I'd I'd like to see something like that. So, um, yeah, I think maybe stepping back a little bit, maybe not as far back as Old Republic or Tales of the Jedi, or that's that far. But just go back into Star Wars history a bit and just see some of the building blocks to to what we, you know, learn about later. A bit like Game of Thrones is doing there. You know, they're stepping back a little way and giving you a bit of the history behind the houses and such. And I think that could be quite interesting.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good call. But I think that's something fans have been asking for, kind of like the Kenobi thing, and that's yeah. happening. So now maybe Old Republic is the way to go. And that timeline you, you hone on, I think you give good reasons as to why, because you have that connectivity on things we've known, and it wouldn't be that big of a stretch. Good call. Um, so thank you for that. So that's it. That's it for the questions. Um, if you guys want to submit questions and be on the show and have them answered, uh, either become a patron at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast, or of course... Send them to us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Or if you're shy, you can email them at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. Speaking of social plugs, um, Mark, first of all, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, This was awesome. No, I've
2: really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed Um, it. I've been looking forward to this for ages, so thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Well, uh, let (laughs) me
1: speak for all of us and say that you now have a key to the resistance base. You are welcome back anytime. Uh, This has been absolutely great. Um, Good. Good. If people want to reach you on uh, social media or, or otherwise, I know fanthatracks.com, of course, um, where can they reach you personally on uh, social media?
2: Um, Twitter's where I tend to do most of my, I was going to say tweeting. Where else am I going to do tweeting apart from sitting in a tree? Um, <laughs> so it would be prefect underscore timing uh, on Twitter because I'm a bit of a Hitchhiker's fan, so it's a Hitchhiker's reference. So, so oh, prefect nice. underscore timing. So that's that's where I just generally babble and like and retweet and you know, try and be clever but fail most of the time. But uh, that's that's the place to find me at that. Can I just say, before we go, it's been so nice to see James looking relaxed and calm because the last time I saw you at Celebration in Chicago, <laughs> good God, I've never seen anyone freak out so much. But I was genuinely, I was going, you know the paddles they give to people when they're about to yes yeah, I was looking for the paddles, really was. So yeah. it's so nice to see you look... Like dry, like not, not like, like this. Just don't laugh, John. It was, it was a real pleasure to see you looking, um, human as opposed to freak out. It was, it's pleasure.
0: That, that whole, that whole presentation was tunnel vision for me i'm sitting here like so that just happened like i'm sitting on stage yeah. like all right so we're on stage calm down just do the show don't think about the wires yeah, yeah. The wires,
2: it came out great i'm gonna say considering that there was nearly an ambulance called um <laughs> or as you guys would say a paramedic uh it was yeah. <laughs> it was yes it was a moment it was a moment you, you pulled that one out of the bag i don 't know if you believed me at the time, but you really did i hope i'll just say, I hope I get to do all that celebration stuff again because I really enjoyed doing that. It was great fun so but uh, oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Uh,
1: no, and yeah you were uh, you were great and gracious and and um, patient and all that stuff dealing with um, the, the issues with yeah. the tech stuff that were beyond your control and all that stuff. so uh, thank you for all that um, all right well, James, now that you 're calm and relaxed, where can people find you on the, the social medias?
0: <laughs> Taking a breath. You gotta do <laughs> on the Twitter and Instagram
1: yeah. at Myra Trunks. All right, you gotta do the Jedi Meditating <laughs> on the Edge of the Rock. Yeah. Um, Lacey.
3: People could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillarin.
1: All right. You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at StarWarsNewsNet.com. Uh make sure you uh, go to Star Wars news Net for all of your Star Wars news reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh and also Phantom Tracks, of course. Um, and make sure you guys subscribe to the resistance broadcast on uh YouTube or Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, all those whatever apps you, you get your podcasts on. And of course, we have our new show, <laughs> Pod the, Ma- Bean. Right. the uh the Mando <laughs> fan show. We're gonna have another episode coming up. Uh, we're doing tomorrow. Each time there is a Mandalorian episode, we're gonna be doing one on the Mando fan show. Also found on the podcast feeds and on YouTube, so check those out. Um, And uh, as I said before, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you want to support us, we have five tiers. Check it out. Uh, Other than that, uh, I do need to thank our generals of our Patreon page. So that is Carmelo, who we saw earlier with his son. Good job. Brian Chalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reesey. J.G. Kars, Seth Kime, and Val Trichkoff, thank you so much for all of your support. And thank all of you for watching, listening, being a part of the Resistance. We hope you enjoy your weekends. We hope you enjoy Mando. We hope you enjoy everything. And we'll be back, as always, with you on Monday morning with another episode of the Resistance broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.